You're listening to Travel Tales with Virgil. Next week, I'm going to have a special episode reviewing the turquoise coast in Turkey and also my annual year in review. As well as this Travel Tales with Fertile podcast, I also have a monthly travel slot on Clare FM and Tip FM. So I'd just like to give you a taster of that today because I really enjoyed this episode as with Alan Morrissey and Clare FM. Because it's a great example of, of what it's like because I intend to talk about my favourite travel books, films, TV shows and podcasts. But we only got to get through books because we went off on many different tangents. So, so you can hear now about my favourite travel books and books I've been reading this year and many other things. And look forward to talking to you again next week. Fergal O'Keefe was with us for this week's Travel Tales with Fergal. Um, have you ever forgotten, you know, have you ever had a nightmare, Fergal, where maybe you've forgotten your passport or because you do so much travelling, you have all of that down to a fine art. Maybe you have your checklist before you travel and you're very thorough and all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Yeah, I do actually. But I did one time, it was actually, I think I might have said this before, but it was it was during, it was the World Cup in 2007. We were going over for the semi-finals to Paris. And when we arrived at Cork Airport, my wife realised that she had my son's passport instead of her own. So, <laughs> but they, and that was her lingus. So they were lovely. They they rescheduled for the next day. So I went on because my I was okay. I had my passport. You left her behind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what, what a man. <laughs> and you know what? It was, the first final was on. It was England again. France and I still go it's like a running joke between me and my wife because anytime something like this happens it's always the best time I've ever had any time so I went that first night and I went down around um, Saint-Germain area and it was amazing like France lost actually that semi-final but the atmosphere going through the city was quite amazing actually so that was a great night how much um, persuading did you have to do to head on ahead of your wife or did she just turn around and you were gone well, Joe, it was one of those situations where it was all very quick, you know, there was no, no, time, for de- <laughs> yeah, there was no time for debating. So, yeah, I'd say it was once I went through, I'd say Emer was wondering how that one worked out. But yeah, no, it all worked out OK in the end. Yeah, sure, <laughs> she look, made it the next day. She stuck with you and eventually forgave, forgave you, no doubt. Right, we'll yeah, move yeah. on. And um, because you have been busy um, compiling your best of list end of year um, lots of stuff here do you want to start with the books Fergal because it looks like you're a voracious reader do you know what but even before that actually I just wanted to talk a quick thing about Ryanair just about baggage because I got an email yesterday from Ryanair about a flight in in the summer and it was very ambiguous about um, baggage because at the moment they're now now saying that if if you want to um, from a point of view of seats. So if you want to get a seat, they're now saying you have to queue up and actually um, get it at a desk that you can't get the boarding pass from your app. But they actually haven't said anything about this in the media. It's just people that are arriving at the airport. And something, I, I was booking flights a couple of weeks ago for the summer, actually to go from Shannon to Marseille. And I'd recommend it. There's some great deals there at the moment. And obviously going through Shannon is amazing. But I noticed a little hack when I was going through it, because when you're when you're going through, you know, they give the option of, of getting baggage or buying your seats and they have a, a number of, of different options. So the prices, they actually rate like if you're getting you're putting a bag um, 
through and getting reserve your seat and getting priority um you know ac- going on the plane it's 24 30 24 75 they also have Family Plus, which is 32.99, so 33 euros. And with Family Plus, the good thing about that is you can pay 50% at now and 50% later. And you also can put through, that's a 10k bag for each person. And also you can put through a 20k bag. And then there's 41.99, which is just plus. And for, so the only thing I can see in the difference there is free check-in at the airport which I didn't realise that there was a charge for check-in at the airport. They actually had that down, free check-in at the airport. So when I was going through this, because there's six of us, so, you know, even at even 24, 75, that's per flight, per person. God, or family awesome. sharing, it's 33 per flight, per person. Can nearly work out as much as the, the flight. So I kind of just said no to all those things. The only thing that's free is if you can put a small bag under the seat. So if you go through to the end process, then you can actually check in the 10K bag and it's 16.99. So there is a saving there. Or, um, it, it, well, actually, that's bring it, if you bring on a bag, if you check in a bag, it's 22.99. But with priority... Um, and two bags, a carry-on bag and a thing at sixteen ninety. So it's still a big, a big saving, but they don't tell you that's an option unless you refuse the others and you go to it in the end. Now, and that's what I did, but then the only tricky thing now is now they're starting to say that you have to queue up um, to get r- random seat selections. So they're trying to get people. But I have a feeling that, you know, they're doing it at the moment. They're not really advertising it. I'd say they're feeling the waters, but I kind of think during the summer, I don't know if they're really going to make people queue up to get their boarding passes because the whole point is they're trying to speed up the process, you know? Yeah, you would think that would, um, aside from being maybe perhaps a little bit embarrassing for people having to queue up, it would maybe potentially lead to uh, flights being slightly delayed or certainly exactly. uh, not arriving as quickly as they normally do. Exactly. So there's huge. Um, and I just went into their website there just to see um, about the pricing. And, you know, they had a, de- a thing up about, um, you know, sleigh into winter. And I was going, oh, wow, 15% off. They're offering uh, discounts for skiing. So then when I went into it, the, op- the first place was Birmingham. So the options are UK, Poland and Spain. Which aren't exactly like um, it's not the skiing distance, <laughs> yeah. So they're quite they're quite amazing, you know. I mean, I mean that's a classic, like saying saying free check in at the airport is one of the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Right, mm. uh, thanks for making giving people a heads up on that. Um, in terms of your uh, books that have uh, caught your caught your eye and your imagination yeah. during the year, Fergal. Exactly, and it's not even just during the year, but it's it's forever because, as you say, I'm always reading travel books, and what I love is anywhere I go, getting travel books for that area, and often travel books I consider kind of history books, travel books in a way as well, because often you know you're learning about the place, and it really brings the place to life, to life. And and for example, like just say I was in Turkey this year, and a book I'd really recommend is called Farewell Antalya, which is a very famous book in Turkey, I think it was written in the 60s, it'd be considered a classic in Turkey. And it's all about um, the displacement of the Greeks um, from, say, that, that area, where the turquoise coast where I was, into into Turkey and, and the Turks from from um, Greece back to Turkey. And so it's a brilliant book. So I, I think they always bring places alive. I suppose the top of my list for travel books, I, I you know, I is still for me is The Lonely Planet, which this year actually they celebrated their 50th anniversary. 
and you know I, I have a, like shelves inside in the in the in the other room like full of um, books you know all anywhere I go I always get um, Lonely Planets and this so I, this year was my first time going to Turkey so I went to Easton's to get a Lonely Planet for Turkey and I couldn't get it and I didn't have enough I left it too late I didn't have enough time to get it online so I said I get it at the airport but when I went to the airport then there was no Lonely Planets. I mean, there was one, actually. I can't even remember where it was for, but there was one Lonely Planet in Waterstones uh, in Dublin Airport. So I thought it was quite amazing how things have changed so much now yeah. with everything with access online. I still, when I came back from my holidays, ordered and got my Lonely Planet for my collection um, because I just think they're brilliant, the Lonely Planets. Like, for instance, that book, Farewell Anatolia, they often have a section, Recommended Readings for country that's where I, I discovered that that book was recommended or they give best places to go to so I'd still recommend people you know I, I and they have a great section in the front of the history section which I think is amazing so I'd really recommend uh, people to still still get those travel books you know okay brilliant stuff any any other books that your travel books you would uh, highlight yeah. for people do you know what, what, what? Like, there's a lot going on, obviously, in the in the Middle East at the moment. And one that I I loved, I read this year is Dom Jolly, who is a comedian in the UK, and he's also a writer. And the book actually was called The Downhill Hiking Club. So I'd really recommend that one because he, it's all about. He's got uh, Lebanese origins, his family. So it's all about that. And it's hiking over the mountains uh, above Beirut. Um, and it's just an amazing book. And it really gives you a feel for that area. Uh, so I would really recommend that. And I suppose, you know, one of my favourite travel writers actually is A.A. A. Gill, who used to be the, he was the restaurant and travel writer with the Sunday Times. Times yeah. One And he, one of my favourite books is, is called Here and There, The Collected Travel Writings. But you know, there's loads of them, like A.A. Gill is away, is another one. And you can get them anywhere and they are spectacular. I would say that he's actually one of my favourite um, travel writers. Another one you wanted to mention is uh, that that's the late great A. A. Gill to the another yeah. late great that is uh, Anthony Bourdain who kind of mixed uh, food with travel. Exactly, and his his book, his first book was Kitchen Confidential, which is I only read that um, over, during lockdown actually, and it's spectacular, uh, really brilliant. And there's another book with, with War, uh, Laurie Wolliver and that is out now and that's based on his life with interviews with everybody that knew him and that's a spectacular book and I actually interviewed her for my own uh, Travel Tales with Fergal so I, I would um, really recommend that one and I suppose my, my favourite travel book this this book actually my favourite one of my favourite writers is a historian but I also consider him a travel writer as well is William Del Ripple and one of his I think it's his first book it's called In Xanadu and that was a, a journey uh, on the Marco Polo Trail from um, Jerusalem to China to, and his spectacular book and he actually wrote it when he was in Cambridge in college so uh, he, and he's obviously a very famous uh, author now but that book was just unbelievably well written but the, the way the evocative of the, talking about uh, Jerusalem and Israel and, and, um, and that whole journey so I'd really recommend him and his other books like The Anarchy and another book actually which I read when I was in um Greece last year is a book called From the Holy Mountain, which I've seen him tweeting about now because that's about the sort of the Orthodox Church in Eastern, in Greece and Eastern Europe and um, the Middle East as well. And, it, you know, it's a very topical subject now about, um, particularly in Jerusalem, about the Greek or the Armenian Orthodox Church in Jerusalem. 
how they were being treated. And he was talking about that like 10 years ago. So it's called From the Holy Mountain. And he also talks about, it starts with him in Mount Athos, where I was, I, I talked about it on here before. It's a famous Greek Orthodox uh, kind of semi-state in, in Greece. So he, he actually visited it there and it just really brings the place alive. That's another example when I'm somewhere reading about the place and getting the history. I think that's when you're, you really get to know a place. Uh, any other writers or books that you would highlight for our yeah. listeners? So the uh, classic, I was just reading about an article about it at the weekend and it reminded me is The Beach by Alex Copeland, which is a movie as well, which people will know with... Um, Leonardo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And the book actually is... is, is the, I actually think the film is really good as well, but the the book, The Beach, is still going. There was I don't know if it's an anniversary, but I remember travelling through Asia after that it came out and this article was saying the same thing how and it's still happening supposedly like that anyone who's travelling they you know they all have a copy of the beach and it's re- it's spectacular but it's based in Thailand and you know talking about the drug trade etc but it's, it's amazing uh, beautifully written Alex Herley he's done loads of movies different movies since then but that was his first book so I'd, I'd really um, recommend that one and then another guy who I love all his books as well as John Cracker who did Into the Wild which is another film Sean Penn yeah. directed it but about going into the wild in Alaska and about this character and he brought him to life but his travels through America up to Alaska and going into the into the wild and into thin air is another one because that's another subject I love is about Everest and anything to do with the Himalayas and that book was about a, a disaster um, uh, you know and there's been a few since in, in Everest and, and another one is Joe Simpson who also talked about touching the void about him about a climbing disaster and getting down I love those sort of books so I, I would really recommend those ones and then I suppose another one is Bill Bryson anything by Bill Bryson I mean Down Under is probably one of his most famous ones but any of his you know he tales from a small island was one of his first ones about the UK and he's brilliant the way he just brings you know he's so funny and he his writing is amazing the way he brings countries um, to get you know a life so they're, they're sort of the ones that, that I would um, really recommend and then just from this year there was one called A Thing of Beauty it was another one about uh, it's about mythology and modern Greece Peter Fiend's his name A Thing of Beauty so that came out this year and it's I'd really recommend it even going to Greece and actually just before I came on I got another email we were talking about lists and on the email it was uh it was Condé Nast Traveller about uh, most Google countries um, this year and Greece was number one. And funnily enough, Ireland actually didn't make the list, which was kind oh. of surprising. I thought Ireland would be on it, you know, but the most Google countries, so Greece was number one. So it went from Morocco, number 10, Malta, Egypt, Thailand, Cyprus, Croatia, Portugal, Italy, Spain and Greece to Ireland. And also did most Google cities. And the only one on the list from Ireland was Cork. And that was in at number nine. And La Rochelle was in at number six. But I'm always a bit suspicious about these lists because roads, the island in Greece. So it was cities and islands for some reason. And roads was number one. Right. Well, I'd say Dublin might have made it onto the most Google list, um, uh, in for albeit for the wrong reasons <laughs> quite yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was interesting that Cork was on it. I've seen a few articles actually about Cork. It's it's kind of um, getting very popular. But, you know... Um, that won't go it, to their it, heads though, Fergal. It'll be grand. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was probably court people were Googling yeah. themselves. Yeah. And that's um, what caused that. Uh, just time for one more. I know you're mm-hmm. a fan of uh, Tom Holland, the historian who's written a couple of books. Well, he's written a good few books. Um, and the yeah. two you want to mention are two I have myself and can also give the two thumbs up to. Yeah, so Persian Fire is one and Crossing the Rubicon. Crossing the Rubicon is about the Roman Empire and Persian Fire is about the uh, the Persian Empire and both of them are amazing. And actually, I would really recommend he is the rest, people might know, the rest is, polit- the rest is history, history podcast. Yeah. And I that, that was, the, I know, they started doing that. Like, if you go anywhere, they will have done like a series uh, on that, that country. And that really, it's, it's amazing. So even if you're not into reading books, the podcast version and Tom, and I mentioned William Del Ripple, he has one called Empire as well now. And, you know, he kind of focuses a lot on India and also the Middle East. But again, it's brilliant because I was on this year, I'd be walking up and down the beach and listening to these podcasts about the area you're in, about the history. And it really brings us alive, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. I have to say I'm a big fan of the Rest is History podcast, um, particularly yeah. the series on the Irish Revolutionary Period. And I'm currently listening to the one they did on JFK. It's fantastic. Although last night I uh, woke up in the middle of the night with one of the episodes still playing. So I think I'm going to have to uh, go back and yeah. re-listen to it. I, I actually saw, yeah, because I saw someone tweeting the other day that this, that was the, that was their, I haven't listened to that one actually. And they said that was their best series oh, it's out fantastic. of all. So. Um, so I'd read, and do you know what? I was over ambitious on all the best lists I'd be do- talking about today. So we'll do that another time. But travel podcasts and history podcasts, we'll talk about that and and films and TV shows. So we plenty to talk about next year. Oh, we do, we do. And of course, I, I <laughs> listen to the rest is history after the Travel Tales of Fergal podcast, which you should of check course. out as well. That goes, that one go, as well. <laughs> goes without saying. Uh, Fergal, thank you so much for some brilliant suggestions there and also for all your excellent travel advice throughout the year. I uh, hope the O'Keefe's have a, a very good Christmas and New Year. Um, will you be making it back to, to Clare at any stage? Of course, yeah. I was there at the weekend, so it was great. It was fabulous. The town was buzzing, I have to say. Looked great. Good stuff. Well, look, mind I feel yourself. Like I'm like the, I'm like the prodigal son. Every time I go home, I get all my mates out. So, I, you know, I'm a bit like Taylor Swift. You know the way the economy goes up when you go to <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just like the Swifties, the O'Keefe's, they'll all be lining up to hang out with you over the Christmas. Fergal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> thanks and for Nora Culligan's. <laughs> You'll see him at the bar, folks. Fergal, thanks very much, and see exactly. you in 2024. Take care. <laughs> the great Fergal O'Keefe. I would ask if you could please subscribe to Apple Podcast. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review as it helps others to discover this podcast. Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Tales with Fergal. Stay safe and keep dreaming of future travels. Travel Tales with Fergal.